On this month's show, we're talking about the current supply chain status, a packed calendar, and how to create your own Airbnb mini rally. It's all coming up on this month's episode of the Sound Rider Show. Support for the Sound Rider Show is provided in part by Clem's Enum Clop Power Sports, your South Sound destination for your favorite brands like Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Can Am, and Kimco. And Clem's goes beyond motorcycles to satisfy all your outdoor passions with a full line of UTVs, ATVs, snowmobiles, personal watercraft, and cargo trailers. Have you got a dirt bike you want to convert to a snow bike? Visit Clem's today and discover all the possibilities. This is Jose Mateu with Skagit Power Sports. Welcome to the Soundrider Show. And now live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington, join us for the latest episode of the Soundrider Show, a candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now, here are your hosts, Tom Merritt and whoever else happens to drop by today. Welcome, riders from all over the Pacific Northwest, all over the United States, all over North America, South America, Egypt, and Mexico, too. You are listening to the July episode of the Soundwriter Show. You got me, Tom Marin, here, the publisher, and you got Jennifer Poole, writer at large. Hey, everybody. So, um couple things I want to cover here in this first segment. Um, doesn't seem like the supply chain on the major lines is getting any better. What are you noticing? Anything? Yeah, just anecdotally, I, I thought there was a little, you know, a little bump in seemed like things were improving in that regard but um it seems to have plateaued again is that what you're saying too yeah i'm i'm hearing it's totally sketchy out there dealers mm. put orders in and then they mm. look up the order and it says it's coming in 6 weeks and then 6 weeks later they look and 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 not only is it not going to be coming the unit is completely removed oh dear and then like Three months later, a truck shows up and off pops this bike that they didn't even have an order in the system for anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, that gets really messy and confusing and ugh. Yeah. And it's really hard for a customer because what are you going to do? Sure. you got to call them up and go, oh, hey, Fred, uh, your bike came in. Oh, I thought right. you said it wasn't coming. Well, right. Yeah. And yep. And how many deposits got <laughs> refunded or how many people, you know, said, you know what? <laughs> I want my deposit back. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, the non-current market, what we call the hot deal bikes, um, that's pretty much drained out now since sure. there's not that much new product right. available. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, I think it was about 15 years ago. Uh, I was working with a dealership, and he said, hey, you know, uh, that's fine. You want to put all my used bikes on, but uh, I got all these new units that are non-current. Can you help sure. me out? And that's how we started the Hot Deal Bikes category. Oh, right. Yeah. And it was, it was a pretty good little thing going for a while there. And then in the last year or so, um, on the major lines, it's diminished. But sure. on the uh, – Interesting to note that on the lines that are coming out of China, yes, 
like the SSR Motorsports, mm -hmm. the the KOs, those things, um, they're getting product to the dealers, mm -hmm. and they're selling some bikes as a result. So you know, if a if a if a dealer can't get a PW fifty, sure, for your grandson, uh, they could probably get you an SSR in a heartbeat. They probably have sure. a half a dozen of them sitting there on the floor. Right, ready to go. Yeah. So these guys are scooping up all that lost revenue. And mm -hmm. what, what it comes down to is um, uh, the, the way we're seeing this play out is that the uh, sort of the, the, the pro lines like Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, even uh, the European stuff, uh, really hard to get. Right. But the quality on like the SSR Motorsports is good enough and not having uh, any major issues with – product quality and so uh sure they'll it, get that market share and hang on to it it's actually floating some dealers right now mm -hmm. uh and it's not just motorcycles you know for them it's also atvs and right i was yep the side by side yeah I, i'm yep. still seeing a lot of ads for those and and it made me wonder if they were having better luck keeping those uh making those available or if they just uh working through the uh, advertising budget regardless of whether or not they can fill those orders do you know much about uh whether or not those are at issue as well well it turns out that uh on the quads a lot of those are actually manufactured in China even if it's a Yamaha mm -hmm. and so they're getting quads ah, interesting but they can't get motorcycles mm -hmm. hmm. so that market is okay sure so well one way or another you can uh, get get out and have some fun if it's not on a motorcycle then maybe uh Try the side by sides and the quads to <laughs> get your get your uh, fix that way. Yeah, and do a remodel on your house and make a bigger garage while you're at it. <laughs> there you go, right? And then you got to get a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about Moto America update. You went to yeah. Moto America. I did. I went to Moto America at the Ridge. That was uh, June, June 24, 25, 26, somewhere around then. Mm -hmm. um, and the way they do that, um, I had a, you know, I got three day, uh, three day general admission ticket, but the, you know, a lot of people just go one or two days. Um, Friday tends to be a practice day and qualifying. And then on Saturday, they do qualifying and the morning and then racing in the afternoon. And then on Sunday, they do warmups in the morning and racing in the afternoon. Now, last year when it was just blistering hot um, and most years, I think, um, or typically at, at the races, you'd see more people on Sundays uh, than any other day. This year was a little bit interesting in that the, the largest crowds were on Saturday. And I was really fascinated by that. Well, because um, wasn't it heating up on Sunday or was it already hot I, on yes, Saturday? Yes, it was, it was still hot on Saturday too. And I don't know if, you know, if the, I don't know that that would have made it, I don't know if that was, you know, as, or two to two or three degrees enough to, to make you only come Saturday instead of Sunday. I don't know. I was just really fascinated by that. But, um, you know, when we got there on Friday, uh, they had the, the um, bleachers uh, up by the, you know, the main, main bleachers that they have are, uh, you know, you can see a pretty good amount of the track uh, from there. You're kind of facing the carousel. Um, mm -hmm. And, it, you know, I've 
spoken about this before, but they, they also set up a smaller set of bleachers by turn 12, which is pretty technical area and where you see more people have trouble. Um, and it wasn't there on Friday and I was so bummed out. Well, it turns out when we got there on Saturday, they had put that up and then another smaller. So they had three different seating sections up in the up high area. And then there was another uh, set down um, at the kind of the corkscrew downhill turn. Um, before the straight. So anyway, there were plenty of places to sit. There was, uh, you know, the, they set up extra tables and they had food trucks this year. So that was cool. Um, so there were more places to to sit and watch and they had a screen set up so that they had live the live feed of the coverage and speakers. So wow. as, as long as the bikes weren't buzzing by, cause you couldn't hear anything but that when that was happening. But um, it, you know, at, when the bikes weren't, weren't screaming past you, you could, you could actually hear the live coverage, which was pretty cool. I wish they would have taken another uh, speaker and put it over by that other set of bleachers. Cause you could still see the, the audio or the visual screen, but you couldn't hear the audio when you were sitting at that um, with the bleachers by turn 12. Um, I will say this on, I think it was Saturday. Oh my goodness. There were uh, one race had three red flags and three restarts. I mean, within the first or second lap, they were, they had major issues. And um, I think there was another race on Saturday that had a red flag. I mean, it was rough, rough, rough on Saturday. And I think there were two um, ambulance escorts off the track. And so I hope everybody's okay. But um, that was Friday or Saturday uh, was, was pretty intense that way. Was there any uh, particular turns that were getting all that action in them or was it spread yeah. around? You know, there the most of well, I was at turn twelve, and that is a, a tricky spot. When and several people did run off in that area, I, there were probably three or four uh, runoffs in the carousel. You maybe usually see one or two. Um, that first turn, the chicane that they added at the after the front straight. That's another tricky spot. Yeah, that, no, was, that one's yep. a tricky one. Mm-hmm. There were, so there were a couple issues there. And then there was another issue we couldn't see. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was coming up to the carousel or um, when you drop down after it, but there was another, um, I think one of the worst accidents was somewhere that we couldn't see. We'd see a, you know, puff of <laughs> dust or, cl- you know, dirt up cloud on the top come up there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyway, there were quite a few issues in quite a few different places on that track. Um, and I know, I know it's, you know, it is a pretty technical track and, and some of the racers don't love it. <laughs> you know, some of them do, but I think, um, you know, it being one of the more uh, technical tracks, uh, yeah. I think some of, some of them come out to Washington and maybe don't have the best experience of their, um, of the, the Moto America circuit. Um, but one of the really cool things that happened, there was uh, a record-breaking, uh, the first female racer to win at Moto America, um, and, and it was uh, Kayla Yakov in the uh, Junior Cup race. Um, she won. She came in third on Saturday, and then she won um, on um, Sunday, and uh, she had just turned 15 years old on Friday. So uh, that was it was really cool to to be there for that and to, to witness that and um 
that was pretty awesome. And then the, the one other thing I want to, oh, and then the, they did the, a talent cup uh, series there. Um, I, I, I think it's a subset within Moto America and I'm not sure how many races they're doing, but it's all um, 13 to 16 year olds on Aprilia 250. So everybody's on the same bike. Oh, wow. Really fun. Oh, it was so much fun to watch them. All um, those and, little 250cc weed whackers flying around. Yep. Huh? Yeah. Oh gosh, it was great. And, you know, to see the young riders, you know, being really strategic and, you know, there's a lot of, there were a lot of opportunities for them to pass each other. And, uh, that was, <laughs> was a lot of fun to watch that. Um, yeah. I used to really watch cool. these guys, uh, go around the track on, on those RS two fifties and they, they would race down at, at, uh, Pacific. And yes. what would happen was that, uh, when they'd come out onto the straight, They'd always get passed because they, you know, they had to run in the same like the 600 cc class. Oh, okay. So it always be getting passed on the straight, but then as soon sure. as the corners came up, sure, they'd they come. fly through them and they'd come <laughs> out the other side ahead, and then it took like a you know maybe a, a quarter mile, half a mile before they got passed again. But then sure. passed, the same thing would happen. It was fun to watch, <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Oh goodness, yeah. Well, the, one other thing I want to say about if you, you know for people that haven't been to Moto America at the Ridge, and I thought attendance was a, a it was less than I expected, but but um, I hope they had a good turnout overall. It didn't seem to me like there were as many people there as I, I thought um, would come. But um, one of the cool things they do at the Ridge is, um, you know, they have an autograph session on Sundays. And so you, you know, the pit, you can get into the pit lane and you can get close up front access to the riders. You can see the mechanics working on the bikes. Um, and, and I don't, I, you know, some of the other locations where they race Moto America, it's not that easy for the fans to to get access to that area. So now, is that what they um, call the you know, whoever, whoever's left autograph session? <laughs> You're right, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think there were quite a pe- few people that were still left, but uh, they they did have um, you know a lot of the teams had posters out, and so you could grab a poster and and have the rider autograph it and get pictures. And anyway, they're really really accessible. Um, and so if you want that, uh, up, up close contact and, and, uh, access to the riders and their teams, uh, that's, this is the place to do it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. It was a lot of fun. Now you got some, uh, video tips for everybody. One we talked about before, and then I know you have some other ones as well, but, uh, fill us in. Oh yeah. So the, we'd mentioned before that the, uh, the backcountry discovery routes were going to, uh, they were going to release all of their route films on YouTube. Um, that they, they do have that set up now and they are all available to watch for free. Uh, they kicked that out, I think on June 27th. Um, so if you want to uh, watch any of the BDR films, go to, uh, well, you know, if you go to ridebdr.com, you can probably get to their YouTube page from there. Um, and, and then the other thing they do, and now's the time to, if you're into it, <laughs> uh, they have a 100 second, uh, film festival. Um, so if you want to make a 100 second, uh, film, um, of your, uh, you and, or, and, or your group or your trip on riding on a BDR, um, go to their webpage and you'll see all the guidelines for, uh, for making those films. And uh, you can enter those. Uh, you have to have those submitted by midnight on October 2nd. And then they'll all be featured in the, the, the BDR Film Festival uh, that comes up on October 23rd. And those are always fun to watch. So 
Um, so, so get out there and uh, make some cool movies so I can enjoy them in October. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's do a little break and we're going to do the show a little different this month. We're, we're not going to do news bites cause there really isn't much in the way of news bites. Um, but we're going to cover the July calendar and then we're going to cover all the highlights from August and September that are coming up as well. So we'll take a little break and we'll be right back. Support for SoundWriter and the SoundWriter show is made possible by Adventure Motorsports, Stomish County's largest selection of Yamaha and Suzuki motorcycles, ATVs, quads, and UTVs are available in Monroe at Adventure Motorsports. Celebrating a decade of top-rated sales, service, parts, and accessory support, hit the road and visit Adventure Motorsports today. Hi, I'm Brian McMorrin from Peachland, British Columbia, Canada, and one of my favorite rides is from the Ravina Curves between Moser and the Dalles. Hi guys, this is Bill from Revit. You're listening to the Sound Rider Show. are back on the Soundwriter show and we're going to get into the July calendar. It's summer, right? Summertime. Doesn't feel like it. We haven't hit the season of smoke yet, but hopefully we won't. Not yet. That's um, true. I'm hoping we won't. But uh it means we got 3 months left to play the Cafe to Cafe Grand Tour. So you can always sign up for that online at soundwriter.com. Just click where it says Cafe to Cafe. It'll explain it to you, and it'll give you the link to the store where you can purchase your kit that has your number card in it and the listing of this year's cafes. Um, you have a you have a card to play that with. I do, you? and I have been the worst motorcycle owner all summer so far. I don't think I've ridden much more than I did in the winter. That <laughs> so. restaurant that I just mentioned to you <laughs> yes, up there by Lake Wenatchee is included in it this year. Sweet. So. Yeah, I know. I, I actually have the list with me and uh, need to study up and pick, pick a few out and get going. <laughs> yeah. Even if you do it in the car, we don't care. That's Either true, but more fun on the motorcycle because you've added the the, the scenic routes and uh, the fun twisty roads nearby. Yeah, uh, Washington State BMW riders will be holding their Cascade Country Rendezvous in Peshaston this year, and that'll be July seventh through the tenth. All right. So since you missed this, the yeah. Tour Tech Rally, right. you should go to that. Right. Yeah, there you go. You don't have to have a BMW to get in. Right. Yeah, they are. We we tested that one year at their uh, rally with our KLRs, and they were super cool about it. Yeah, they make it camp <laughs> so, in the back, but... Right, I right. Know that's okay. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they should have. <laughs> we wouldn't have minded. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is the first year, I believe, at that location. So we'll have to yeah. see how that goes. Cool. Um. And then uh, July 8th through the 10th, Wimra is down racing at Pacific Raceways. Yeah, that's the Washington Motorcycle Road Racing Association, for those of you not up to speed on our acronyms. Yep. 
and I think that uh, eighth is like a track day. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so look at some of the track day providers, and you might see that they're popping their tents up Friday. You can go ride with them. Sure. Uh, July 8th through 10th is also the Oregon Gambler 500 Mini Bike Enduro, which will be held at Hoodoo in Oregon, which is a ski resort area that is uh, west of Bend up by the Sisters. Okay. Beautiful area. Lots of dirt. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe yeah, like enduro in the dirt. Right, right. Three days. I mean, hey, if you like mini bikes, that's heaven. Yeah, that would be a whole lot of fun. You uh, know, that weekend too uh, is uh, they're doing Nitro Circus, uh, the stunt motorcycle riding at Cheney Stadium in Tacoma, and that's on July 8th. And I, I don't think that made it on your calendar, but no, um, make I, I, seeing all this stuff on the 8th and the 10th, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's there's a really a lot going on that weekend. Uh, it's crazy. There's so much it going is. on. Yeah. Um, and then July 15th through the 17th will be the – Idaho uh, Nitro, uh, what is it? NAHA, which is National American Hill Climb Association. Cool. Uh, and it'll be hill climb out there in Idaho. I don't have the city marked down here. Uh, this is put on by Ron, who puts on a lot of hill climbs. Um, it's going to be in Grace, Idaho. That's funny. My daughter, Grace, moved cool. to Idaho. About a year ago. (laughs) But not to Grace. (laughs) No. Uh, And then also on that weekend, July 15 and 16, the Pendleton Run, which is the new version of Pendleton Bike Week, scaled down to two days only. Gotcha. Okay. I just got a email in that said that Indian will have a truck there, so you can oh, cool. demo ride Indians when you're Sweet. out there. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of demo rides, yes, Kawasaki yeah, wanna... truck is going to be at Paulson's in Lacey on July 15th through the 16th, and then it's going to roll yeah. on out to Spokane. To Westside Motorsports on July 22 through the 23rd. Yeah, I'm going to recommend people get there early because those demo rides fill up pretty quickly. So if you think you're going to ride, you know, some of those events, you can get on two or three different rides and try a few different bikes. But uh, you really got to get there early for that. And and uh, you know, in most cases, especially if you show up mid morning, you'll you'll get a ride. You might get two, but uh, they they fill up. And then make sure you get your order in early for the bike right. you want to buy because it might be a year before you get it. That's right. Put that deposit down. Make sure you're first on the list. On July 22nd, the Rainier Ravens will be having their annual camp out. This year it is out at Long Lake. That's kind of nice. near you. Yeah. I, I don't – where is that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't recognize Long Lake. It's a little camp. I've been there because they did a trials competition there once, but it's uh, it's it's out to the east of Bremerton, kind of on the Kitsap Peninsula there. Okay, cool, fun. All right, so that's awesome. 
And then July 23rd, the Lucas Oil Motocross Championship will be going on at Washougal. That's open to the public. Mm-hmm. I think that used to be the Loretta Lynn competition. Oh, that could be. Yep. And then Loretta said, I'm done with motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. And then, uh, July wraps up, uh, the 29th through the 31st, OMRA and WIMRA. That's right. The Oregon Motorcycle Road Racing Association. And as Jen said, the Washington Motorcycle Road Racing Association. In other words, sport bike racing bikes uh, Mm -hmm. are going to be at Portland International Raceway. Yep. And that's another opportunity too, to do some volunteering if you want to get up close and, uh, help out and do some flagging or some corner work or <laughs> take tickets. And then you get a front row seat. Did you do uh, any volunteering I, at Moto America? I haven't yet, but I might be, I might look at doing it uh, down in Oregon um, on the 29th through 31st. I haven't, you know, I, I feel like the calendar has just gotten so booked up. <laughs> it's hard to, to manage which things to do. Yeah. <laughs> There's so yeah. many, so many things, so many, it's too much fun. Can't fit it all in. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna move on into uh, August September highlights, and uh, the first one actually starts on July thirty first. So what's happened is uh, for years they had what they call the tulip ride. It was one day a year, usually in the spring, and it was a fundraiser. And I can't recall off the top of my head what it raises money for, but it's a good cause. Um, Anyways, COVID kind of messed that one up for two years, so they didn't have it. And uh, this year, what they're doing is what they call Tulip Ride Week. And you can sign up, and you'll get the route map and all that. And you just go ride up there anytime you want during the week. Is that like up in Laconner or Mount Vernon area? Yeah. yeah. But the route starts out of like uh, Redmond on the east cool. side. Um, and one thing you need to know before you go, you, you will not see any tulips, not living, <laughs> right. unless you go to like the florist or something, but <laughs> you're not going to see the fields too late for that. Right. So, so that's happening. Uh, and by the way, I know we say this every month and I'll say it again. We have links for all of these events on the calendar page at soundwriter.com. Right, and it looks like that one's a benefit for the Seattle Humane Society. That's that sound, what right? it is, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then, okay, I didn't put the date down on this one. Let me look it up because I printed out the calendar right here. The BCRF is, Run for the Kids in Snohomish? Yeah, so it's to burn, burn children's... Coming up, coming up, coming up. Okay, it's the Burned Children's Recovery Foundation. This will be on August 20th. going to be a, a fundraising event called Run for the Kids. It'll be happening in Snohomish. And that's a one-day deal? One-day event. Yep, cool. Saturday only. Uh, and then the 21st, Sunday, is going to be the Monkey Butt 300 this is like the 27th one, I think. Uh, I've been doing it for years. Uh, mm-hmm. The folks at Skagit Power Sports put this on. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you go, you sign in, you get your, you pay your $20 entry fee. 
that gets you a T-shirt. And when you get to Winthrop, you get lunch. And they usually do like a barbecue guy out there. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I've had some long rides, but uh, I've had some monkey butt worthy rides, but uh, never officially did a monkey butt run. It's pretty hard to get lost. The whole route is Highway 20. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, uh, And then on the 22nd in Shelton, Washington, this is odd, though. They're starting this on a Monday. Uh, oh. It'll be the dream roll. So... That's happening. The dream roll is a, a women's only type of rally. They've held it in different cities almost every year. It's been in a different city. I think it was two yeah. years down in Trout Lake and a year up on the north end of the Olympic Peninsula. And so that'll be coming up. Uh, on the 27th is the Trev Dealey Vintage Show and Shine. And that will be happening up in Vancouver, B.C. at the Trev Dealey Museum. Have you been up there? I have. They have a really mm -hmm. nice collection of bikes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they rotate out the exhibit about once a year maybe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and I'm sure they'll have a lot of their stuff in the show as well as probably uh, customers and that sort of thing. Or a customer's bike, shall we say. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one's always, uh, uh, when is this event going to happen? You're just going right. to have to either become a member of Vintage Motorcycle Enthusiast or uh, just watch the uh, social media feeds. Right. Uh, the Isle of Vashon. Yeah. Now in its 962nd year. <laughs> uh, so be going, it's either going to happen on uh, Sunday, August 28th. Or Sunday, September 11th. It's always the week, the Sunday before or after Labor Day. Sure. Yep. So that'll enjoyed, be happening. Yep. Enjoyed many of those. And then, uh, uh, yeah, you, you, you take the ferry from the other side there, don't you, when you go? Well, yeah, I, I lived on Vashon for about 10 years. So oh, okay. we used to, sometimes we knew the event was happening and sometimes we kind of forget about it and <laughs> roll into town and, and have a, a, an unexpected treat. Uh, but yeah, it's all kinds of uh, unexpected uh, uh, motorcycles show up, rotary engines and just all kinds of cool, crazy old stuff. <laughs> it's awesome. And so once that tree consume that bicycle you knew it was time to leave Vashon, huh? Right, right. <laughs> I didn't want it coming after my motorcycle. <laughs> I need to go to Vashon and have lunch at the hardware store. There you go. Yeah. There's a fair number of good restaurants over there if they're still open. And then on September eleventh also will be the official date of the ride for kids. Check in with your local area Honda dealer to see if they're participating at all with a ride and uh obviously it's a fundraiser i, I can't recall it's it's some is, children's foundation yeah is that that's not is that the pediatric brain tumor yep, one or is it. It? yeah okay yep. mm -hmm. you got it. See, cool. i knew yeah. there was a reason i had you come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> stray bits of uh of, of knowledge that lodged somewhere um, in my brain but the website link that we have will guide you to where things are happening in your area. Yeah. So lots of great events and uh, a lot of those benefiting uh, nonprofits and raising funds and 
what what more fun can you have than uh, riding for a good cause? Yep. Doing some good and feeling mm-hmm. good riding. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about creating your own mini Airbnb rally. What are we talking about? You'll find out. Coming right up. Support for the Soundwriters Show is provided in part by... Valentine Motorworks, Seattle's independent service shop specializing in BMW motorcycles and beyond. Call or visit them to discuss your next service or restoration project soon. Find them online at valentinemotorworks.com. Hi, my name is George. I'm from East Wenatchee, Washington. One of my favorite rides is in southeast Oregon up onto the Steens Mountains and back down. Hello, this is Harold Olaf Cecil from Giant Loop, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Jennifer Poole, and we're going to tell you how to have your own mini rally. Yeah, so um, today when we're cutting the show, you are actually in an Airbnb rental somewhere with your family, and you told me you were going to be doing that, and I got to thinking, you know, like, wouldn't it be cool to get like five of your motorcycle friends and all chip in on an Airbnb somewhere? Right. For three, four, maybe five days of riding. Yeah. That way you're not all in a hotel and jumping around from room to room and you got a kitchen to cook in and a right. living room where you can all socialize and dining right. area. Mm-hmm. Potentially a garden hose to wash your bike off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you just tell them that ahead of time. Must right. have a garden hose for right. us. Yes. <laughs> we'll clean your driveway before yeah. we leave. Uh, yeah, you have know, some towels uh, in a bucket yeah. for us. Right. Right. You know, uh, that reminds me, too, speaking of driveways, we've stayed at some Airbnbs before where, uh, you know, I I have, if we're showing up on the sport bikes where I've said, could you tell me a little bit about your driveway so I know what to expect? (laughs) And we've had some steep ones, you know, you have to kind of maybe know ahead of time if uh, you're going to be staying somewhere that you uh, can't park a sport bike. (laughs) Yeah, or gravel or... (laughs) Right. (laughs) You you do the Airbnb in Arizona and you come out and the kickstand is sunk three inches into the pavement right Right. (laughs) yeah (laughs) some considerations that might not be built into the normal filtering features that you have when you're selecting an airbnb so i got i got to thinking you know there's some cities throughout the pacific Mm -hmm. northwest that are actually pretty good little uh ground what do you want to call it ground Mm -hmm. zero locations or sort of the base camp location Yep, your base camp. <laughs> and uh, the first one that came to mind was like Bend or Redmond because sure. you can kind of cloverleaf. You do a different ride every day out of right. out of Bend or Redmond. Sure, pavement or dirt in yeah. that area. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. All you need is a good uh, copy of the benchmark 
Oregon Roads and Recreation Atlas, and yep, you can ride for days. Um, and there's stuff to see, you know. There's all that volcanic stuff that's down there, the museum. Right. Uh, you could pop out to different places for lunch, go into uh, uh, sisters or or and and there's lots of little resorts at the golf courses. Oh sure. So yeah. there's good food throughout the whole area. Yeah. Now, what about Washington? What are your uh, What are your picks for Washington? Uh, I'm gonna go back to Oregon for a second. Oh, you have another oh, sure, Oregon yeah, yeah. pick. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, McMinnville. And uh, we ran an article about this maybe a year ago, how McMinnville was a really good location to go and set up a base camp in sure. and spend three or four days riding because whether you're going east, west, north, south, there's places to go. Right. You've got museums and oh my God, historic, yeah. all kinds of historic stuff through there. Yep. You could go out to uh, Tillamook. They got the Air Museum <laughs> out there. They got the Air Museum right in McMinnville. Right. And then all the great roads. So sure. you will not and be the- running out of places to ride. Right. And if you're going to go to Tillamook, you got to hit the cheese factory and get some squeaky cheese curd. <laughs> yep. And they even have ice cream at the Tillamook. There you go. Place. There you go. And who doesn't like ice cream, especially you motorcycle guys? <laughs> Bring your gold wing with your little teddy bear in the back. Right. And then you can get a cone and set it in your cup holder. Yeah. Yeah, don't get a cone. Get a cup. So you can put it in your cup holder. Sure. (laughs) Eat ice cream while you're riding. Right. Oh, boy. (laughs) I did that, Tom, and I crashed. Uh Uh-huh. It was a joke when we said it, sir. Right. Don't do it. Hey, did you know, it was a little known fact. Did you know that uh, before the crowbar was invented, most crows just drank at home? <laughs> painful. That is painful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, another city uh, near and dear to me is White Salmon. You were asking about Washington. Yes. Yeah, that is a great area. And White Salmon's getting pretty nice with places to stay. There's a new hotel in town. Nice. Up on the hill. There's the Inn of the White Salmon. Right. I've been there. It's really nice. They did a whole sort of a Euro redesign in there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you've ridden the Columbia River Gorge enough with with the rally right. stuff, you know, there's right. just days again, of riding yep. to be had. And again, that's another dirt or pavement. You take your pick. There's oh, yeah. just wonderful, wonderful riding through there. Yeah. Um, uh, Grand Coulee came to yeah. mind. Yeah, sure. I think yeah, you like, uh, yeah. I did, yeah, just that area around Republic and Winthrop. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, opportunities from that as a base camp, too. Yeah, you could pop out to uh, all the way up to like Kettle Falls. You got right. Sherman Pass. You could make a nice little day ride just doing that, going out to Kettle Falls and then coming back in on uh, Sherman Pass. Uh, riding the roads on either side of the Columbia River there is beautiful. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, obviously <clears throat> maybe doing a tour of the dam. Right, uh, heading south and going down to Dry Falls one day. That's beautiful down there. So yeah, you could. You yeah, could, 
I don't know what. Maybe in Grand Coulee though, you might only get like a trailer as an Airbnb. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, hmm. um, and then if you want to do Canada, uh, Penticton is a really good location because you could head up north and spend a day up around the Kelowna area. Nice. Um, you can tour all the sort of the wine country areas to the south. Um, pop up into the Cascades area in mm-hmm. Canada. Lots of riding. Nice. Yeah. <coughs> so that's kind of what we're talking about this month. You know, I noticed a feature when I was booking this Airbnb that uh, they've added a category that they just call OMG. <laughs> and if you look, it's it's all kinds of unusual dwellings, you know, shaped like um, spaceships or they've got like a hobbit. Oh. Um, not a hobbit hut, but a little hobbit, whatever you call it. Um, uh, anyway, there's, you know, you you could get really lost in looking at some of these Airbnbs that, that are unusual. I think there was one at, uh, I, I could be getting this wrong, don't quote me on this, but at like near Area 51 where it was an underground bunker <laughs> situation. Um, anyway, just check out the OMG and, and uh, reserve one of those, you and your buddies. And, what does OMG and, mean? OMG, oh my God. I oh, think it's OMG, like, uh, yeah. okay. OMG, yeah. So, um, and I think the icon for it is a little spaceship. So, um, you know, you could get one of those and then you've got some extra cool photos with uh, you and, and all your friends' motorcycles parked in front of one of these really crazy dwellings. Yeah, parked in front of a spaceship. <laughs> right? Or, uh, Barney Rubble yeah. standing there with you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun checking those out. So, um, Yeah. All right, well, we'll take a little break, and when we come back, we got some tips and tricks. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Cycle Barn of Smoky Point, your destination location for all things Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, and KTM. Featuring a large showroom and fully staffed service area, the Smoky Point Cycle Barn is the place to come and compare all the latest models, have your bike serviced, and shop for aftermarket apparel and parts. Visit them online at cyclebarn.com. Hi, my name is Mike. I'm from Vancouver. One of my favorite places to ride in BC is the Duffy Lake Pass. It's a 600-kilometer loop leaving from Vancouver. Uh, as soon as you get past Whistler, there's hardly any traffic up there. There's endless twisties, and you go from a high mountain pass down into basically desert roads. There's so much to see, and it changes so much in a short period of time. Hi, this is Rolfie Mogabi from Rockstraps, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Soundwriter show, and we're gonna leave here pretty quick. But before we do, we always want to leave you with some ticks and tricks. Did I say ticks and trips. <laughs> no ticks. <laughs> we don't want to well, have tips. you get any ticks and 
Yeah, don't get any ticks. We'll do some tips and tricks. Uh, yeah, so I was thinking about uh, target fixation, which, uh, you know, most of us hopefully do pretty diligently train ourselves out of <laughs> and and uh, work on, you know, keeping your eyes up. And uh, But I feel like it's kind of always lurking there as a, a natural tendency um, that, that maybe you have to kind of fight and <laughs> sometimes. And uh, that got me thinking about vision drills and, and uh, uh, some of the, you know, at the Sound Rider, um, at the Rally in the Gorge, you know, there's always, uh, there's always been vision clinics and, um, you know, then it, anyway, um, I just wanted to invite people to um, do a search on motorcycle vision uh, clinics or, or what was it, like motorcycle vision drills and, um, and check some of that stuff out. Because if you're not working on um, your vision skills, uh, then, uh, you know, you're, you're really, um, shortchanging yourself on, on some, uh, improved riding experiences and, um, uh, you know, just the, having a smoother, safer, uh, ride if you've, uh, if you're using your eyes, uh, smartly. <laughs> Jesse Murphy with Cascade yes. Motorcycle Safety used to run those. Yeah, they're, they've always been really fantastic. And, um, I, I appreciated doing them every year that, uh, that I went to the rally in the gorge. And, um, if you haven't ever done that, uh, boy, you're really missing out. I agree. And, I'll say it again because I always say it, but, you know, learning how to use the vanishing point technique is uh, super important and it will keep you from target fixating. Mm-hmm. The other one I like a lot, too, are, is just the, having an awareness of your uh, peripheral vision range because it's different for everyone. <laughs> and so just knowing that, that you know, you, you may have a different range than somebody else that you're riding with um, and, and using as much of your visual field as you can is um, a, another really great um, technique and thing to be aware of. Yeah, and a lot of people just don't use enough of their peripheral, and that's when they get into the trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were uh, went to a cafe one day, and as we're going down the road, up comes the cafe, and we pull in. So there, there's a couple people behind us, maybe a minute or so behind us. So we're off the bikes, taking off our helmets, and I see him coming down the road, and I wave out at him. Yeah. Boom, they just fly right by. Right. <laughs> because they, they had no use of their peripheral vision. Sure, sure. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my tip this month is I got on to Amazon, and I needed some screwdriver bits. Okay. And I looked up the bits, and I thought, yeah, that's what I want. And, and you know, it's real easy when you're a Prime member and you're getting the free shipping <laughs> and all that. It's just so easy to push the buy button right then. Sure. I'm going to save all you Prime members a whole bunch of money oh, right now. Oh, dear. You need to shop around. Uh, it's $15 <laughs> for a package of these screwdriver bits. Sure. I bought them at Home Depot for 10 <laughs> And I thought I was supposed to be getting free shipping, but obviously they're padding in the shipping cost, even though I paid my Prime membership and all that already. So, uh, you know, shop around, folks. $5 here, $5 there, $5 over there. That's quite a savings after a while. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think in in ordering the wrong thing, I've I've seen – 
happen. I don't do a whole lot of Amazon ordering. I maybe do one order a year or so, but but I live with people who order from Amazon quite a bit. And, and you know, you might be a little hasty and hit that buy button and end up with something you didn't expect or not quite the right fit or you didn't read all the specs. And I think especially with um, tools and motorcycle accessories and things like that, you yeah. can really end up with something that doesn't work or that you didn't expect. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, that's our show, and we're sticking with it. Um, we'll be back in August with another show. And until then, we want you to ride safe, ride well, and ride often. The Sound Rider Show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patience of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on the Sound Rider Show.